Attention, please. Eastern Airlines Flight 19, now ready for departure. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're entering the vacation kingdom of the world. There's enough land here to hold all of the ideas and plans we could possibly imagine. We call it Epcot. will be our experimental prototype city of tomorrow. Welcome to another episode of the Retro Disney World Podcast. Taking you back to the vacation kingdom of the world, the way it was, and the way it is in your memories. Welcome back to episode 7 of the Retro Disney World podcast. This month's title, The Receipt is in the Bag. We're going to be going through all sorts of souvenirs, souvenir shops, and uh, one of my favorites, the pictorial souvenirs. So, as always with me uh, tonight, JT, how are you tonight? Good, how are you? Doing well, doing well. How? All right, hello. Hello and aloha from how. And Brian, how are you? Good evening, campers. <laughs> so we also have some special guests coming on tonight. Uh, we've got some of our listeners coming in to tell us about some of their favorite souvenirs. But um, uh, first, uh, we, we usually go over some corrections and comments. Uh, I just had a, had a couple notes and stuff I wanted to go over. And uh, I don't think we have much else uh, to go over from Led. Do we get any other comments from last month, Howard? On- no, our, our podcast last month was flawless. Flawless. No, no corrections, no, no. nothing. So... All right, perfect. All right, so uh, what I wanted to go over first is actually I just got back uh, from a trip to Disneyland, and um, I I, I normally wouldn't bring this up, but I I just wanted to give some thoughts here and see what you guys thought as well. Um, It was neat to go there and obviously see the original park and and walk around, and um, yeah, sure, there's California Adventure, and we we had a lot of fun there, but what was really, really neat is that um, for any of our listeners out there that kind of want to have that feeling of... uh, what certain aspects of Walt Disney World were like back then, um, I can't recommend enough a trip over to Disneyland. Now, I don't know, have you guys been out there anytime recently? Have you ever been there? Or? I've never been. Never been. I have been twice. Twice, uh, okay. Once in 2006 for the 50th anniversary, and, yep. then, uh, and then I was there in summer of 11. Okay. Uh, while DC, uh, California Adventure was under... Major overhaul, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then I'll be heading out sometime this year. This year being during the 18 month celebration of the 60th. So yeah, we met, we missed everything by about a week or two. So how? What about you? Uh, let's see, I went there in '98, and then again in I think it was 2000 because Rocket Rods was open. Ooh, Rocket Rods, yeah. and then uh, <laughs> and got that one right under yeah. the wire. And then uh, went again, and I think it was 2004, 2005 for the 45th anniversary of the Tiki Room. Oh, okay. Nice. Whoa. All right. So you've been out there. So you guys who have been there, you, you walk around and you see the incredible use of space. Like I, I was amazed that Mr. Toad, you know, you get on there and even the little tiny garden, every little bit is crammed in and there's little walkways connecting. But, you know, what's really neat and the things I wanted to point out, we've talked about the magic shop on Main Street that used to be there, Walt Disney World. Well, you know, it's still there in Disneyland. Um, I found the cast member approach there to be completely different. And I could be speaking just from a perspective of nostalgia and, and, and looking at a different way. But I wasn't the only one that came away from these with these feelings, too. My wife, you know, really enjoyed it and just felt that it was it felt less rushed. Um, 
you know, less fast passes. And I really found that the like vacation club stuff and uh, the photo passes, they weren't pushed on you. It was, it was a completely, it was like, if you want it, here we are. Um, you know, I didn't feel like people were waving things in front of our face, but you know, the other thing it was really interesting is there's still things that are left to decay. Uh, you mentioned the rocket rods. You know, the <laughs> poor track is sitting there over Tomorrowland doing absolutely nothing. Branches are in the way of it now. And, uh, the, you know, the Sky Bucket Station is still tucked away in Fantasyland uh, behind Dumbo. You can kind of still make it out uh, through hmm. some trees. So I don't know if anybody else out there shares those same thoughts, but I, I just wanted to open with that and, and throw it in that I, I did have a lot of retro feel, and some of it may have just been nostalgic of walking through the original park, but uh, we, we had a great time, and it was really nice to see some of the original stuff that we've lost at Disney World um, know that it's still uh, available in Disneyland. So, So with that said, it's time to move on to our main topic and getting in, into souvenirs. Uh, I'm going to kick off this segment with uh, pictorial souvenirs. For those of you that don't know what a pictorial souvenir is or haven't heard of it before, um, throughout the years, uh, Walt Disney World Company, including dating back to to Disneyland, have included for the sale in the souvenir shops these books um, that outlay, you know, pictures of the resorts, pictures of the different lands, things you can do. And and really in a time when you photography and, and movie film, as we discussed, was expensive, this was a very inexpensive uh, way to take back a memory of the park and, and, and also bring back photos of the insides of attractions that you normally wouldn't have a camera uh, you know, at that time uh, that had the capabilities of taking pictures inside. So the souvenir, pictorial souvenirs um, you know, have changed quite a bit over the years, and I've actually followed them and, and, and wrote a little brief article um, on RetroDisneyWorld.com about it. So we're going to kind of run through those. Uh, and go through there. So uh, you guys have a couple of them, right? I, mean, I think all of you. Yes. Got oh, them. absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Right. Now Disneyland as well as. Oh, uh, you got the Disneyland Disney ones too. Nice. Nice. I, that's one of those things you used to used to be able to randomly come across them in antique stores and things. Yeah. For not for not a lot of money at one point. So. Right. And they, they the Disneyland ones, especially the old ones, have really jumped up in price. I mean. Yeah. Oh, it's and I'm yeah for sure. And it's like I don't know if the early Walt Disney World ones are going for a lot now. It seems like that you can still get them between like what four and eight dollars maybe on yeah, eBay. Yeah. It the, depends. The, the, the last one, the only one I ever owned was from my first trip in '88, so it was the blue cover one. And uh, somewhere over the last twenty years, it disappeared. So I'll have to replace it at some point. This one here, Brian. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, we're going to talk about that one in a few minutes. So I I dial the pictorial souvenir timeline back to 1969, actually, which sounds a little weird. But I put this in there because it was the first real book about uh, Disney World when it was being worked on and, and planned. Now, whether or not this fits into there, but um, I know how you guys have seen this before, the complete edition of, of Walt Disney World. Now, a couple of them have the little, mine, mine has a, I don't know if you guys can see it on there on the video feed, but it's got a uh, corporate note in there with a paper clip to the licensees. And, you know, I, I kind of put this in here because it really was the first published book, while not a souvenir. Um, it kind of helped set the stage uh, for, for what was to come. So then we get into, after that one, which, by the way, has some great information in it, if you can find it, a complete um, edition about Walt Disney World. Then the real official kickoff uh, 
these go for a lot, right? How the the preview edition, the nineteen seventy <clears throat> preview editions, the the cost on these can can get up there. You can catch them for a steal now and then. Yeah, but those those are those are uh, certainly going for a lot now. Right. But, I, but to your point, but to the point I think you're going to get to, it's like we now see that pictorial souvenir format of eight and a half by eleven sideways and exactly. Bam, it's right there. Right. The 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 first one I talked about, the complete edition about Walt Disney World, was more of a standard, um, standard book format. But when you turn the eight and a half by eleven. Uh, in, in the landscape mode and you bind it with only two staples, you get this wide open book that can be flipped through. Now, the 1970 preview edition, um, if you can find one, is, is a fantastic look and read. There's more words in it than pictures. Uh, as we'll talk about a little later, they, they went more pictorial later on per, per the name. Now, as I wrote on my blog, uh, you know, if the cover doesn't get you excited, then no retro Walt Disney World material ever will. The cover features a, a fantastic photo of the model. Um, and, I mean, in this one, you have the, not only the Asian and the Persian, but uh, Howe's favorite resort has the original tower, right? The original <laughs> That's right. Towers on it. The Tomorrowland we spoke of in the Tomorrowland episode has the, the tall, gleaming, circus-like tents and... And you get the Persian off in the distance and the contemporary, as it looks today, as, as we've discussed, that hasn't really changed. So um, what's really interesting about this is that this was done beforehand. It's got a lot of early, you know, concept art. There's barely a picture of construction, if anything, in here. Um, there's pictures of Imagineers working on different aspects and in, in, in audio animatronics. And who knows, they they it could be stock photography from Disneyland. It, it's hard to tell. But... Um, you know, this was the real first thing, and and how I think we discussed before. This was available at the preview center, right? Yes, yes, yeah. it was. So it was available there. So, so with that said, we're now going to get into the era of the real pictorial souvenirs. Now, guys, through the years, how many how many years do you think they kept some of the formats before they changed them? Do you know? Two to three. Uh, okay. How, Brian? Four four year windows. Yeah, four year. Yeah, it was about four to five is is what they did. They can, and by but what I say kept the same format is that the covers stayed the same, majority of the photos stayed the same, and they started to just change the back cover or the inside back cover of things that were coming soon. Um, change out the photos inside, put a little you know little different change here. It was funny because I used to collect every single one. I had seventy two through seventy six, and then I started looking at them one day and going. It's really not much difference to them all. <laughs> I wound up selecting my favorites out of them and, and, and paring the collection down. I really didn't need all of them. So um, the first, uh, what I call the early years, is the pictorial souvenir from 71 to 76. Um, now, what's really interesting about this is that if you flip through it, there's no photography in here that is staged um, everything was taken from a candid perspective. Nobody's looking at the camera and smiling. It, 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 there's nothing purposeful about it. They were taken as if you took the photo. Uh, and that's really, really changed over time. Uh, one of our listeners actually c called this out, Kurt uh, Shamala. Shamala um, and, and he sent some great pictures of comparing you know, what the photos looked you know, back then compared to today. And there's a, there's a fantastic one of this little kid driving the, you know, the, the Grand Prix raceway. And you can tell he's, he's driving, he's having a good time and he's studying the course. And the next one, 
you can clearly tell from from more modern times the the girls you know laughing over looking at her dad not even driving the car's not moving there's no blur the father's <laughs> looking on with this blank stare off into space and that with a goofy hat that's you know nothing's moving in the wind and same thing goes for space mount too you know uh, they they were just all these photos were just taken um with the actual action happening but uh, even so you know there's there's a couple of really artsy shots in some of those early oh, yeah. pictorial souvenirs too yep. some really cool little stuff yep and there's <clears> some <throat> classic ones that you've, you've that people have probably seen time and time again I, I love the one of you know i call it like it's like earl and edna in the contemporary having their having their breakfast or <laughs> afternoon tea in the egg shelk <laughs> chairs yeah. that one's a great one um and someone is obsessed with like taking pictures of people's feet Two in the early ones. There's all these shots of feet. I don't know if they had a foot fetish or what was going on there, but yeah, you can you can definitely tell this thing had you know interesting thought. I, I also think um, uh, Brian was it was it Passport Dreams to Old New who did a great um, synopsis of some of these too, where where they dug into um, all the different people and and, and what they were doing. Wasn't that a couple years ago they had that? Uh, you're catching me off guard. I mean, okay, prepared okay. on that one. I, we'll have to look it up. I, I, I do want to note for people listening at home that there'll be a link that you can actually go to on our uh, RetroDisneyWorld.com that actually summarizes each of these pictorial souvenirs with pictures of the covers and all that we have up. So Exactly. exactly. You should yeah, have right. that up if you're listening at home in front of a computer. Yep. And if we don't have all the pages scanned right now, I'll make sure that we get at least photographs of them up so that way we can, yeah. you can page through this and see what's going on. Because they're, I mean, owning one of these for yourself is fantastic, but uh, until you can go get around to getting one of them, it's like, at least you'll be able to look at them and see see the pictures exactly exactly now and the entire preview edition's up there on our site already so correct yep so jt make a note of that we're going to link and get these the, get these things up there for them yep, um, yep and and also to note when you look through these take real close pay really close attention to the to what's going on in the photos you're going to notice that you know some of them there may be something not completed yet in the background um again nothing was done to obscure reality uh, they were just taken as is, um, and, and really, really showed the, showed how the resort was. Now, with this first set, something something came up to, to uh, in 1975, and I, I consider it the most overused stock photo of Space Mountain. <laughs> I mean, it comes. you you know, and and I also call I call it polka dot shirt girl rides Space Mountain. <laughs> I don't know how many years they use this photo. I mean, it seems to me that correct me if I'm wrong, guys. It says this thing appeared everywhere, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, somebody liked it. I mean, it it just it showed up a lot, but um, it was interesting. I did some research on it. Um, I found a, a Facebook group, and we were actually able to determine how and when this photo was taken. Uh, and we have solved the the, the mystery of who Polka Dot <laughs> Mystery Girl is. Like your is. doctoral thesis right here. Like you <laughs> exactly. just been, this, this is, is your, this is your life's work. It's That's come right. to fruition. Coming down to this. So what I found out was interesting was that that photo was actually taken um, on shakedown rides. That is when Space Mountain was getting ready to open. They'd put all the sandbags on, you know, making sure that no humans would get injured and no inflict any damages. Um, and they, when they started doing the shakedown rides and actual with actual passengers, they started to put 
um, employees, or guest members on there. So this is a promo photo shoot that was done prior to the opening of Space Mountain. And um, all three individuals that you see in the car uh, worked at the golf resort. And the, uh, in, the, in the rear, we have the manager of finance, Frankie Turner, uh, Skip Palmer, the general manager. And then in the front, the polka dot girl is Betsy Shriver de Moray, and she was the executive assistant of the Golf Resort Hotel. So just like that, we, we've solved the mystery of polka dot shirt girl. I can relax now. I can I, you like I can tell rest. your wife, you're like, honey, you'll never <laughs> believe what happened. Like, oh no, she th- it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. She thinks this is geeking out no matter what. So. <laughs> um, I've done I, it. My, my suspicion of these overused uh, you know, publicity photos mm-hmm. – Last month we talked about um, the uh, the shot from uh, World of Motion, where the the farmers in the mud with the pigs, or the the guy that you know the right the Colonel Sanders bald yes. guy, yeah, yep. right that one, and then the guy popping up out of the out of the sewer, um, and then I, the, the other one that that comes to mind is how they use that film footage of pirates of the caribbean and disneyland in promotional <laughs> oh. stuff up through the 90s yeah with and the so exploding I, barrel and everything right yeah so i think i, I mean i think the, the the crux of it is that to, to go in there and actually photograph or film a dark ride uh it's not like taking pictures of somebody in the teacups right and so it requires it's such a pain in the butt that you know, once once they have a good shot, we're just we're going to use this until it's completely ridiculous for us, yeah. you know, to keep using it. And so that's why you see them shots for sometimes twenty years or more. Exactly. Now, and I have a link to what I think is that there may be another one, but there, this even went as far as you point out the the, the video footage and, and footage. There was one done for Space Mountain that was so poor you could tell it wasn't on the ride it was on, mounted on the gimbal and there was somebody underneath moving them or rocking them back and they <laughs> threw lights yeah, it was like somebody was throwing light bulbs past them i was nodding and yeah you, i've you, seen you, that yeah uh, and it's it's horrible it's just it's really bad so we'll we'll have to do some research because i know in some of the early uh disneyland pictorials um a lot of the photography came from National Geographic because they went and shot the park for what that 1963 issue, right? Right. That yeah, the famous issue. Yeah, that's right. So then they got the rights to use those for the pictorials, and then they had a contract with, I think, GAF to use the photography um, that was shot for the Viewmasters ah. in a lot of other places too. So you saw those same shots from the Viewmasters used in a lot of the pictorial souvenirs as well. Yep. I think finally when they got around to Walt Disney World, they actually sort of like kicked open the uh, <clears throat> the uh, publicity department mm-hmm. and maybe those shots finally started to come internally. Um, I think I know the right person to ask about that. So okay. let me do some checking and I can have some corrections, uh, well, on, on for next time and get a little ep- bit more info on that on episode eight. That would be great. So, yeah, but certainly staging and especially, uh, in that space mountain thing, because you're oh, yeah. trying to, you're trying to catch in that particular shot. You've got a car going up, uh, the lift while that car is coming by. And that is, uh, you got basically in those old days too, you had, you had one shot. You know, you couldn't, I don't even, unless they even shot it like multiple takes with a strobe or something, it's like you had one shot at doing that. So that, that shot could have taken hours and hours to get. Right, exactly. Exactly. So the other interesting thing with that, the 71 to 76 series is that that they were, now this could just be my interpretation of it later on, but I've, I bought, a, like I said, I bought a couple of these. 
the color saturation on a lot of them was really pushed. And I don't know if that was just a, a, a you know, limitation of the printing of the day, but certain reds and blues would just really, really pop out. Um, when we get to the next series, uh, 77 to 82 was the next one. Um, that color saturation started started to come down a little bit, but a lot of the same photos were, were in there. Uh, but now you had um, more pictures of Space Mountain. You started to... Uh, 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 Thunder Mountain. They, what's really interesting is a lot of the pictures really remain the same throughout the years, but they change the layout a little bit, put a little more words, you know, a couple more words in there, little titles here and there. Um, but you know, I'm I'm flipping through right now. I've got I'm trying to see what's just here. This is the '81, and there's still the picture of the Polynesian uh, with the yellow and green floor in 1981, which I think by that time. It had to be replaced by then, right? What's the cover of the one you're looking at now? What does that look like? The cover of the one is it's more it's like a a, a mosaic. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. That's what I have. <laughs> right. So it's actually if it's a mosaic of Mickey's head in the Walt Disney World logo if you were to, you know, zoom all the way out, right? So uh, yeah, very very popular one. This one again ran to nineteen eighty two. Um Again, there's some great, great photos in there. You've got um, recreation is also in these as well. But Edna and Earl are still in here in 1981 uh, in their egg, egg cup seats. They're still overlooking things. And um, uh, River Country is added. And boy, a River Country looks fantastic. I mean, mint, mint, mint condition, <laughs> mint, mint. But I, I should, forgot to ask in that 1970 version: Is mm-hmm. there any photos or reference to Roy's cabin? No, not I'm not that aware. However, you know, it's it's funny you ask. There, you know, there is a photo. I gotta find it here. There is a photo of a woman standing with her. I don't know if you can see it there. Um, I can see it. See, she's just standing there, kind of in the lake. It looks like they're fishing. So that 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 could, could be it. Could be right. Could be right fishing. in front of Roy's cabin. Could be right on there. Roy's beach. Yeah, right on Roy's beach. You know, who knew? Who knew he had that? So. So now that we get through 77 to 82, um, we have a new park open. Epcot opens up, and um, you're, the pictorial souvenir is really, at, still at the time, just Magic Kingdom and the resorts and, and, and recreation. And um, Epcot was actually given uh, kind of its own. I, I put it into the category of pictorial souvenir, even though we've, we've talked about this one in the past. It was given out to Magic Kingdom Club members. Um do we ever determine how if it was for sale or was this? Oh uh, no, I don't think I don't think we. Uh, it seems we like determine? it would be with the. It seems like there were two versions. One, you know, if it wasn't for sale, uh, while the park was open, it could have been one of those things where it was for sale during the construction process, right. similar to the preview edition. Exactly. Right. Yep. right. Right. So uh, we've talked about this on the Epcot episode, and this is by far the, the thickest and largest. And uh, what I put into the, the pictorial souvenir. Uh, I don't know how many pages this thing runs, but this was done pre-opening of Epcot. So majority of the the items in here are concept artwork, maybe a few pictures of um, of, of some models, but everything is, uh, yeah, yeah, the World of Motion has a, has a great model of the, of the, of the uh, hijack train scene and, and, and the, the Jitney bus and stuff. Um, there's also some great, Stock photography in here. People looking at computers are basically the size of refrigerators, and how the Univac Sperry system was going to work. Um, but again, this wasn't didn't have any um, 
you know, actual pavilion information or, or I shouldn't say information, photos of people doing anything. Um, but if you like concept art and really want to look at what the Imagineers were thinking back in the, the, the late 70s and, you know, early 80s of designing Epcot, um, that's that's really where to look. So now Epcot opened 82. We've got a whole year, actually, um, before Epcot was added to the pictorial souvenir, which in 1983, they finally put Epcot in there a year later. And this is the first time that the book starts to look what I would quote-unquote say modern. Um, yeah, this could just be that the uh, paper hasn't yellowed over the years. <laughs> but it certainly is a better quality print. There's a, um, a specific font that they used in, in here now. There's the A lot of the pictures have been updated. I'd say almost all of them. There's very few that were, you know, used from the past uh past couple ones um and the shots are starting at this point to get a little more staged um you're starting to see you know some really big sappy sweet smiles on people and there's what's interesting is that when you go through it the magic kingdom ones are like that but epcot being so new they still didn't go back and do that just yet and they're a little more um, off the cuff, you know. There's a picture here of Italy, and there's just there's like a woman bending over looking at a basket. You know, <laughs> it's just not a. <laughs> it's just not, awesome. Yeah. So, so they it, very much similar to the way that the original ones were, um, you know, and, and really, really, really neat stuff. So um, now, Brian, this you don't have the purple one. So the the, the purple is the 1983. You said you had the blue one. Right? Yeah, the blue one that I got in 88. So the last year that blue one was on sale is the one I have. Right, right. So the blue one that, that um, is probably one of the more popular ones. The 83 is hard to get because it was only out for one year. Um, you, you know, it, 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 it is the, I think, the thickest of them all. You know, I haven't sat here and counted the pages. But um, the blue one that... Um, uh, uh, Brian's referencing there has the pretty much very similar photos on the front, the contemporary, uh, the magic kingdom and, and Epcot spaceship earth. But, um, this one here, again, they're using the same font. A lot of the pictures haven't changed and, um, it's, it's very, very similar to, to the 1983 one. Um, you know, we could sit here, maybe JT, that'll be your thesis. You'll go through these page by page <laughs> and do a complete comparison from year to year. Uh, and let us the know. Font changed on this one. Exactly. <laughs> now, what's interesting is those. There's a new picture of River Country, and it's starting to look a little green in the water. Yeah, look at that. What happened? I don't know. Something about amoebas and algae. I don't know. Something like that. It's all fake. How's a local? He'll tell us what's going on. I think yeah. that's all a scam, personally. Because <laughs> why can I go ski with Sammy Duvall? <laughs> Now, there was a picture in this one. I don't know. Is this one in yours, Brian? At the very back cover, it says, The Magic of Disney in California and Japan. And this picture here always intrigued me as a kid. Main oh, the, co the covered Main Street Arcade in yeah, Japan. Yeah, in Japan. And it always intrigued me. And I, I didn't understand. I remember asking my parents, Why is the Main Street in Japan have no curbs? Why is it covered with glass like a giant pavilion? I, I, he I, did not notice curbs as a young child. I... I, 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 I I had a very imaginative. It very, explains very... so much. Yeah, you guys are really getting to me now. Okay. And you, and you <laughs> said, why are there no curves? And there's that polka dot shirt lady again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of which, by the way, she did not just. I, I, I meant to say back there. 
in the 77 to 82, she was still there. We finally saw her depart in 80, 80. Now, is she in the video? You know how they still play the video when you walk up? It's like got the retro-looking footage from the 80s. Is she in that or no? You know, is... I, we, we'd have to go look. I, I don't know off the... Brian, uh, go uh, get on that. We're going to have to find out. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll be there next Oh, week. wait a minute. You know what? Check Field it. trip. Check it out, guys. I, I have... Here she is. She's still here in 83. Yeah. Hey. Okay, so that's the purple one. Now let's. Good let's, year. We're gonna check '88. Uh, let's see what year is this one. I know you folks at home are hanging on every word yes. here. Let's ask <laughs> astronaut Gordon Cooper. What's that? Yeah, he was <laughs> yeah, there. That's right. that's right. And here she is still in. Um, I mean, this is a big deal. '84. Like, yes. Yeah, they is... you, oh, you overuse this over over and over and over. So, so she is in uh, in there in '84. So Brian, is, you you have the it, last one, right? '88. So you're gonna tell us. Can you find it? What, what do you want to know? Is I don't. Polka dot have... girl still in 1988. I, I, it, it it if it's here, it's in a box somewhere. <sighs> oh, so, yeah, we gotta wait. To I said time. that at the beginning of the show. Please I know, try I to pay attention. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, put, put put the show in pause for a minute. And I'll see if I have it. Okay, hold on one sec. Hang on. I I may have it handy. There's my souvenirs. <laughs> All right, so we just we just checked the, the resources here. We don't have a copy of the uh, of the eighty eight available quick, but we're gonna we're gonna look that up. So after after that, um, the the pictorial souvenirs really started to decline. Uh, the in nineteen eighty nine, we get Disney MGM Studios and and what I call the downfall. Of the pictorial souvenir begins. I, I you know I I didn't even check if they sell one now. I know they did up to a couple of years ago. I have the two thousand one. They're just not the same. The photos are just sticky sweet smiling kids uh you know posed photos they just they don't look like what they what they used to and i would really fallen out of love with them the pictorial souvenirs really used to be one of my favorite things to to collect and, and go buy in the in the 80s so so if you've got more information on those or want to read more as as brian said we've we've got a, a link out here on the podcast to take a look at it so all right. With that said, guys, let's uh, let's move on over to some of the merchandise uh, venues and such. Um, let's see. We've got Lake Buena Vista Shopping Village, one of my favorite areas. Who wants to kick some of that off? Uh, Lake Buena Vista. I, I think the guy that actually visited it when it was Lake Buena Vista should start. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. I don't remember. I, I I was there too. It was. Yeah. Uh, I was there in '88. I remember the candle factory. That was cool. Like they would heat these candles up that were multicolored and they would then take like a hot knife or something and then peel the wax down and make all these crazy sculpted candles from that. Do you remember that, How? Yeah. So I guess one of the things to talk about is, you know, for, it wasn't as much as a, like today, if you go there, you know, to the current incarnation of it at downtown Disney, there is a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of just like Disney souvenirs. Mm -hmm. But at that point, there there wasn't a lot of just strictly souvenir stuff at Lake Bonavista. You know, there was that one store. Uh, geez, I can't remember the name of it. That had a bunch of uh, like character plush, right? Yep. In it, um, that had that really cool, uh, um, like airplane. The thing sort it was of... animated flying, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. The wings would go up and down, and yeah. I don't want to say steampunk because it wasn't steampunk, no, but it... it was it was whimsical. Yeah, is the uh, and that was that had some Disney merchandise in it, uh, and uh, but the rest of the of the stuff, it's like there was a, a ton of really cool stuff there. Even as a kid, it's like I love the Toy Store, Toys Fantastique. That was one of my favorite things to oh, yeah. go to. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it was one of the only places that I ever remember. If you went in and went upstairs, they would have a table with like wind up toys, 
and those like little Tomy water toys that you would push <laughs> oh, yeah, the button yeah, and yeah. <laughs> Zipper that, that they just had out that you could play with. So um, as a kid, that was that was really, really cool. But the rest of it was like normal clothes stores. Right. And, you know? and I think we mentioned one of the early episodes, uh, Brian, you brought it up, you know, the, the wine shop and, and a lot of this kitchen shop and art gallery stuff, because there was nothing around. Right. We were in the middle right. of nowhere. The, the, the original concept for building it was one obviously to serve the people who were staying at the resort but was really for the florida community that they had originally intended to build that downtown area originally was going to be townhomes and you know permanent residents down there uh and this was intended to serve those and the growing local community so uh you know there were just we we referenced the wine store i mean the wine store you, you had to go to either Tampa or uh, <laughs> head the other direction if you wanted to buy like anything other than you know uh, Ernest and Julio Gallo's finest at the supermarket <laughs> because there just there weren't you know wine you know quality things in Central Florida there it was it was a pretty desolate place right. at, yeah, it, at the time it, they built it they had an awesome bakery there my parents would we would make a, a drive out there to get pies. Uh, Gosh, probably like every month or so, mm-hmm. just as like a big special treat because their bakery was outstanding. Um, they did have the Erebus Brothers shop even way back then. So, you know, some of the like the cut glass and some of the blown glass uh, things that you could take home as souvenirs. Um, and I think they did like little Mickeys and different things out of glasswork. So that that would kind of qualify as a as a full blown souvenir. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we'll do a, eventually do a future show really just on Lake Buena Vista Village right. because there's there's so much to talk about there. And it's really it's going through its third or fourth incarnation, I guess, at this point um, with now, Disney Springs. And I'm going to bring on a, a guest for that, too. Uh, the the, the uh, artist that we did restore some of his films, Dave Coolidge, because he had his paintings <clears throat> in the art gallery and remembers nice. a lot of it and can really tell us how that was all set up. So, so uh, keeping with the theme of extremely classy shopping experiences in the early years, uh, we would move over to Epcot and the Centurium, which was their original uh, shopping location. And Todd's reaction there is the reaction of (laughs) everybody and anybody who visited it that wasn't a bored kid. you know, it was uh, how you might be able to. See, well, either one of you might actually well, be let's, able to set let's, the stage a let's little. Let's tell better. them where it was first. It, if you, you know, in Epcot on the left hand side, as you're going through, it's now Mouse Gear. Mouse Gear, right? Which... Um, and it goes kind of towards the back, but it was the place to shop in in Epcot. Um, how you probably why, could tell why was it so good? Had two floors. And half of it, this, the merchandise was awesome, too. Yeah, I'll say this. If, if you look back at early Walt Disney World souvenirs, and we should probably talk about this just for a second. Sure. Yeah. For a kid, like, there was not a lot going on right. in, through the 70s. I mean, they had a lot of those, like, fugly glass candy dishes and, yep. um, <laughs> like, some oddball plastic back scratchers. Ash and trays. Some, yeah, like, plates. Every kid's and, favorite like, souvenir. Yeah, there just wasn't real. I mean, yeah, you had the plush, but, like, there really wasn't a wide range of merchandise. A couple of T-shirts, but, you know, when you got to the Centurium era, oh, my gosh. Was, I mean, you had figment stuff everywhere and, and all kinds of great custom stuff. Puzzles, a little coin. I remember going gaga for the little Epcot coins. You know, they had the different pavilions minted on them. 
at Spaceship Earth, and and yeah, and the Centauri was great. I remember what was up was upstairs clothing or what? Was so upstairs was uh, it had that great spiral elect- electronics, electronics, yes, <clears throat> and like some of the more expensive finer stuff. And I and I actually have very distinct memories of that because it uh, we would go to Epcot, and if I happened to get bored with some of the stuff around Future World, I would take the elevator upstairs. And they had an Atari 5200 ooh, next ooh. to an Atari 2600 Junior oh. and that they just had turned on and they were sitting on the counter and then there were TV sets behind the counter and you could just go in and play Space Invaders or whatever the game was that was, I'm trying to remember, I think it was a weird variant of Space Invaders on the, the 5200. So that was one of the few places where you could actually try one of those things out. So I would go spend like maybe a half hour, 45 minutes in there. And the people who worked with the girls were always very nice. It's like they never said anything. They just, we would chat a little bit and I would play and it was great. I remember the AC in there being frigid. You'd, it was a great place to get <laughs> I remember away from. that yeah. as well. Yeah, it was frigid in there. Um, now, th- this is kind of disturbing. We were in there recently on two different trips. We went into Mouse Gear and now it smells like sewage. I'm not joking. Twice I was in there, and on two different occasions, two different years. Anyway, but yeah, you're right. I mean, that place, I, I bought, I think everything I can think of that I bought back in the 80s, I probably purchased there. It was the place to go and shop, and I was yeah. in, it, it, amazed walking through. You were just like a literally a kid in a candy store. What I remember uh, is... it. it it was it was the closest thing you got to a department store mm-hmm. on on Disney property because it did have these two levels. It did have things like jewelry and watches and and electronics and then there would be another section with you know character plushes and then there was a boys' clothing and men's clothing and women's dresses and and it wasn't just all Disney merchandise. I mean they were selling it was it's a lot like some of the high end resort uh, gift shops now where they had just you know, name brand clothing and stuff that was also for sale because I mean, at the time, the, the whole idea of a resort vacation was very different then than it is today. So you had these people coming from all over the country, uh, who, you know, it's, it's like when you're on cruise ships and they have really expensive jewelry for sale, the kind of thing you wouldn't buy at home in a jewelry store, but you know, I'm on vacation with my family and I'm going to splurge. And so I'm going to buy a $500 watch with Mickey mouse on it. Right, right. Uh, or you might just want to buy a Tag Heuer watch, and they had those for you, too. Yep. But it was a really – I mean, if you ever see the pictures of it, we'll have to post a couple. They're fantastic. I mean, it yeah. was just a really, really stunning uh, you know, way to display the merchandise. I remember yeah. glass and mirrors, and, and, and I always would gravitate towards the book section. There was the videotape section, too, where you could buy videotapes of the parks and then um, – you know, and then obviously the records, which we'll we'll get to in a little bit. So yeah, Centaurium is it now. Uh, and you remember the display, like the huge, like rotating spaceship, with like Mickey was inside the cockpit. Oh my gosh, that's and was, right. Was it Pluto that was like on a tether? Tether outside, like, yeah, like outside the space it, yeah. walking. Oh yeah, that's right. I can. You know, I'm gonna have to go through some of my videos from '86. I may have some some shots of that too. And they had. Uh, I remember upstairs for a short time they had like these models of the Dreamfinder ship that sort of like hung uh, from the ceiling that I think were actually for sale. Oh really? Like at at that and what was probably you know the seemingly ridiculous price of two hundred and fifty dollars <gasps> in like nineteen eighty two money. Yeah, inflation calculator, Brian. Go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we put him on the spot. Actually, if we find, I know, I know somebody who has the. She collects the merchandise catalogs mm-hmm. uh, that they had because they used to 
Disney put out catalogs like the Sears catalog that just had all the merchandise that they sold. Uh, I can ask her to look and see if yeah. there's if those models of the Dreamfinder ship are listed there anywhere and what the, what the price was. So right. we, we we might have to add that to the show notes somewhere. Exactly. And did we talk already about like why it, it was called the Centorium? No. What's what's the story behind that? How? Well, it's like the Emporium. But, oh. but at Epcot Center, but, so it's the Centorium. But it's not in the center. It's on the left side. It's on the east side. I'm having problems with this, Al. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in the center. Okay, I like that, though. I get yeah, I, I want to also mention the other Epcot gift shop that yeah. I had a particular affection for, not in its present incarnation. But uh, when they opened the International Gateway in 1990, uh, they have a shop there right at the entrance, uh, you know, so it's tucked off. So unless you're coming in or out the international gateway, you'd have no reason to go down and patronize it. But what I remember from my trips in the nineties, uh, was that the world traveler shop right there at the international gateway, which is the back entrance for those of you who don't know the back entrance to Epcot from the, from the, uh, yacht beach club and boardwalk resort area. Uh, that shop always had the neatest stuff and it, and I would find things in there that I couldn't find in any of the other shops. Now, I don't know if it's just, I wasn't as conscientious a shopper in some of these countries and they called just some of their best things, but I always thought that the merchandise in there was, was stuff I didn't see elsewhere and, uh, really, really classy stuff. And now it's all the same t-shirts and everything you see in mouse gear and everywhere else in the park. But, but for the longest time, I would make it uh, an absolute priority to stop in there because I always thought I found some of the coolest stuff that I didn't see in shops anywhere else. Did they um have they revamped the interiors in there lately? I have not been in forever. They have not, but uh on my last trip there, I uh, which was uh, 2 months ago, I made it a point to go in and look around and in the uh in in the at the register they have those, you know, little uh almost like card catalogs of books and little items for sale and all right there around the register. And so they had a, a postcard booklet uh, and it, it, and it was, it, I mean, it's 10 years old. It, you know, it was just, it was advertising stuff that's been closed for like, like honey, I blew up the audience or, <laughs> so, I mean, stuff that's been closed for years and years and years. And, uh, you know, so I, and I was pointing it out to people and look at this Epcot book. It's from like 2006 and you know, it's now 2015. And so we <laughs> had a fun. little chat. It, it is still a little bit like the land that time forgot, but I, I bring it up because the interiors in that's that section of building are just gorgeous. If they've been maintained at all, it's like there was one room that was done, uh, in a, uh, Charles Rene Macintosh style, the Scottish, uh, interior designer. Yeah. And they, being between France and England, they actually kind of found this uh, combination of uh, of craftsmen and Art Nouveau uh, and the interiors that were going on during that time period to actually bridge the gap between uh, those two countries. And there's just some beautiful stuff That's in there. Amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, it's real. It's <laughs> totally worth a walkthrough. Well, I'll take a look next week. There we go. Let us know, Brian. Fill us in. Yep. So what else do we have? We got the House of Treasure next, right? Where was that? So the House of Treasure in uh, – so when you came out of Pirates of the Caribbean in the Magic Kingdom, oh, 
um, of course, there was the sombrero stand where everybody took put on a sombrero and took. <laughs> Nobody bought shirt. one. No one bought. No one bought one. They just take the. Oh, look well, at what, me. What, what are you going to do with a, a, a nine foot? But sombrero. you know what? There's always someone that you would see. It's like it's like the person who wins the giant teddy bear at the fair, right? You'd always see somebody with a sombrero going through security and trying to get on the airplane. I, yeah. I would see somebody. It. it I, I've seen it. Crazy. But, so uh, there are the people Mc, that buy. One of them, the McFarkles. The, the McFarkles are the ones. Yeah, it's probably them. So, so the the outside market was there, and then uh, as you came to go back into the outside, on your right, there was an interior space, and uh, it w- was closed for many, many years. Um, uh, was I think just used as like a storage cabinet for the rest of it, but it got reopened recently to do the pirate makeup stuff oh. in it. Uh, but when that was open as a store, it was just the coolest little space. I mean, it it had the best of all the piratey stuff. It had the pieces of eight coins and the skeletons. Is that where they sold ads? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I've got I, so I must have been there as a kid because that's where I got the gun. And it was it was just a sorely missed. You know, people. I guess it was in some way kind of like our court of angels, where it was just this gorgeous little interior, perfect space. Uh, that got shut down and now got reconfigured and reopened again. And I really miss that. That had yep. the coolest pirate stuff in it of all time. Now, you missed that. Now, Brian, you missed something else over in Disney MGM Studios, which I remember going to. And I've got to. Well, I, I always remember coming and going from Disney MGM Studios. You'd walk in right, right, through, the, right through the gates. And there's this gorgeous gas station uh, off to the right. Uh, that did nothing but sell film and then soda. Stroller uh, rental, so, now, like, isn't it? Stroller you know, rental yeah. Stroller yeah, stroller rental now. Water but bottles. I, you know, I always looked over there and I was like, boy, that that would be a really cool restaurant or something like that. No, it was it was it was none of that. You know, it was just the vendor. <laughs> so then off to the other side, uh, on the opposite side, there's this house almost it looks like with the sign up there that it was Sid Kuhenga's one of a kind. It also, I mean, draws you in. I, I don't know anybody who ever went to the park that didn't wander in there. And up until two years ago, I guess, or yeah, I think it was, it was about like last two years year. Ago. Was it? Well, we're into the 2015 now, so I, I think it was sometime in 2013. But uh, for the park's first uh, 23 years, it uh, it sold one of a kind uh, movie memorabilia. So they had posters. Uh, and and uh, programs and sheet music and fake autographs, uh, fake autographs, <laughs> real <laughs> autographs, autographs, some real autographs. And what is Were it now, real? Brian? What 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 did they convert well, it to? Is this... they, they cleared out all the merchandise one night, yep. and turned it into a My Magic Plus uh, service station. So, uh, so wow, you loved in... that, didn't you? When that... What's yeah. Uh. <laughs> so without any commentary on on that change, yeah, we're not going there. Uh, it was a it was a sad loss because it was now I will say uh, I never actually witnessed anyone purchase anything there <laughs> but you'd go in and it was really cool oh, because was, yeah. they would have some memorabilia and there were you know hey yeah. look it's uh, Al Pacino's jacket from The Godfather for sale now I have thousand dollars it's like the I, flower area I remember Street. going in there in the eighties and there was there was a watch. Worn by Tom Hanks in Turner and Hooch, and it was like right oh, it was like oh, thirty yeah. bucks. It was like thirty that's, bucks. 
Hollywood legend. And right why, wait, you why could did, buy the actual yeah, wash Yeah, I mean, for one, one scene, what did they care? It was it, it for was a couple a, of grand. You could buy hooch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but and I, I went a in there. Touchstone film. I went though, in there, there. Right, right. I went in there a couple of years ago, uh, probably two years ago now, almost three, and it was just really autographs. There wasn't much. Act. Was the watch still there? No, the watch. I, I, you know how much I kicked myself for not buying that. You could, you could, you could have watch. with the DNA from the dog slobber on that exactly. thing. Exactly. You just, could reconstruct that uh, dog. Now, how Jurassic you, world of Turner Turner Hooch. <laughs> how you spent some time there, right? You know? Yes. Yeah, so I was one of those rare people that actually bought crap there. So I, I have. You can listen to this. This is the sound of like uh, eight, eight and a half by, or I said eight by ten stills. Wow. So besides be sp- money that you could have saved, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, fanning through that pile of this hundreds. Is, this is the sound of a sucker yeah. being born. So what did you get? What did you get? So, so besides the uh, the fancy autograph stuff, like uh, there was, I remember there's like an autograph of Walt Disney that was like ten thousand dollars or something on the wall, what? and. Uh, and some of the other stuff, like I, I remember there was one time that I walked through there where they actually had props from Tron. So they had uh, high Cestas with just like black tape on them to make the patterns and uh, Frisbees that were spray painted white with like black tape to do the. That was one of the most disappointing things is like when you get to see a lot of these props up close. Oh, they're, they're junk. <laughs> oh, they just look terrible. Uh, and for some reason, they even had, I remember uh, from Terminator 2, they had a bunch of like the the impact bullet points that would go on the suit that Robert Patrick wore when he got shot. And it just looked like cheap, crappy plastic. I mean, it was, it's amazing how well stuff reads on film compared to looking at in real life. Um, But one of the awesome things about it is it was kind of like this dumping ground Mm -hmm. for Disney publicity stuff that was sitting in a warehouse, presumably that they just thought, okay, let's just ship it off to Orlando and see if we can sell it there. Kind of like the whole theme park today. Kind of like the theme park. So uh. they had, I got um, Roger Rabbit posters, like original one sheets. They used to have one sheets from all of uh, all of the old classic Disney films from different periods. And particularly like some, they had some crazy day glow like Fantasia posters from like 68 or 69. Light them up with a black light, huh? Oh man, <laughs> some trippy ass Secret stuff. Secret messages. Yeah. Um, but they would have – and you would be able to buy like press kits from all the Touchstone movies. So, you know, if you really wanted a, a down and out Beverly Hills press kit, you could have that for like not a lot of money. Um, <laughs> but they sold a ton of uh, of these 8x10 uh, publicity photos from different Disney productions. So I've got like a whole bunch of these black and white photos from Man in Space. Um Great shots of the actors and and, and of the animation. Um, I hear how going through the files. I have I have one of uh, like from, to the archives from, from Perry. Oh the yeah, squirrel, yeah, look at that. Which which I bought particularly because it, it's this odd configuration of like the him jumping off of a uh, sort of like this sand with the moon in the background. And what does that look like? Does that like look like something else to you? Hard to tell from the distance. It, it looks yeah, like a dragon. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like the. I don't know if this was the inspiration for the shot in the Nightmare Before Christmas, where like Jack and oh, Sally are oh, up right. on like the curvy yes, thing with the moon yes, in the background. Yeah. But Very holy crap, it looks exactly like that. Yeah. Um, I've got stills from Victory through Air Power. Oh, nice. What did they sell these for? How? Huh? What did they, what'd you pay? So, I see the 
price tags in the back yeah. there. I can't read it. Like three dollars a piece. Oh, all right. So you, you didn't invest hundreds here. No, no. And I've got I've got a couple <laughs> he did, of stills. He's got four thousand. Oh, this four thousand. This is only yeah. the this is only this moment. I've got some stills from the Magic of Walt Disney World. So I got a nice shot of the Hunter Mansion and the uh, Fife and Drum Corps. Well, we'll be uh, sure to, we'll be sure to share some of these. Yes. Yeah. And some some nice picks from the Three Caballeros. So yeah, there's they had a lot of really really cool stuff there. Cool. All right, this is normally the segment where we do the uh, film restoration, discuss that. We're actually shelving that for just one month here uh, while we bring in some special guests. Um, we have some viewers who are we're going to uh, speak to live now and uh, go over some of their souvenir favorites from over the years. We got people waiting in line <laughs> yeah. tonight to talk to They're us. They're beating on the door of my house. Beating I had to the call door. the police to say, <laughs> shoo them away. It's insane. Yeah, it's, it's when JT goes out to the to the mailbag now now he's got people it's just and i said wait a minute wait a minute we can't do that to our fans it's getting crazy so with that said yeah there we go oh 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 we're we're connecting hey paula hello hello welcome to the show we've got jt howard brian and i'm todd how are you you tonight hi good 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 well thanks for joining us we wanted to go through some of your uh favorite souvenirs here we got about 10 minutes we're going to spend with you and see what you got so we just went through all the different um some merchandise locations and we're going to talk about our favorites after this but what did, what did you bring to show us oh um well i think what started this conversation was that my dad collected um miniature you know, little miniature liquor bottles and one of his favorite places to get these was um, I guess it's Trader Jack's Grog Shop. Oh yes, in yeah. uh, Polynesian villages, uh, and then in the, uh, the Village Spirits. But I love these. I took the labels off. <laughs> yeah, I love the price tags. <laughs> but there's the price. We still got the price tags on them. How much? How much were they back then? What was it a dollar? Dollar dollar fifty for a, a shot. Has that price yeah. changed? I think it's about the same still. About the same, it might be. <laughs> Brian, inflation calculator. Oh come on. Eighty cents for vodka, so you know. That's nice. the good stuff. Yeah. That's good stuff, right? <laughs> so, Anyways, so, so, Paul, where where, where are you this. from? Where where are you calling from today? I'm calling from uh, south of Houston. South so of Houston, south of Lake City. All right, and and uh, when did you? What was your first time visiting Disney World, and what's what's your? What, How'd you get into the retro stuff and collect it? Um, first time, 72. I don't really remember it. Um, 76, I think, was the next one. And then we'd go, like, every few years. Um, we never flew. I never flew until I was 22. We'd always drive uh, a travel trailer, stay okay. in Fort Wilderness for weeks at a time. So going to Disney was a big deal for us. You know, we'd just have to save up. And uh, my brother and I just collected all sorts of things over the years, and <laughs> we still have them today. Surprisingly, my brother has has all the collection. I had actually go to his house and get a lot of this stuff. I mean, I know it exists. I remember getting it. I remember where we got it from. But um, kind of just the retro stuff just brings back all those good memories. Right, right. So where do you remember shopping, and uh, what, are, what are some of your favorites? Hmm. Probably, well, and I'm sure you had to have mentioned it, right? House of Magic. Oh, uh, we have on earlier shows. Oh, how is smiling? Oh, Look at how how is all excited. Wow. He's what clapping is that for our listeners. <laughs> Look at that. This is a, a ceramic skull that we bought from the House of Magic. I I don't know, sometime in the early eighties, I would think. And I've had it for years. It's a piggy bank. Um, wow. It's one of my favorite, you know, because it's classic haunted mansion, kind of scary stuff. <laughs> 
yeah. It says nothing about Disney on it, but I do remember that we got it there. That's beautiful. Uh, That's beautiful. Uh, and I remember getting, you know, little those little cheapy magic trick toys every time we'd go, uh, like a magic wand or a little box that you put a quarter in and then move the lid and the, the quarter would disappear. Those things have just disappeared over the years. But I do remember going there, and that was one of the best places to go, you know, on Main Street. I don't remember the one in Fantasyland, though, so I don't know. Did it close earlier than the one on Main Street? <laughs> I think so. I don't. I don't remember mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff got moved over into uh, the old uh, over by Mike Fink's keelboats at some point. So, like a lot of the ghoul masks and things that they used to sell in the magic shop also got sold over there too. Okay. Um, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm try, I'll have to go back. I, I remember that there was. I know that there was a magic shop in Fantasyland, but I cannot remember when it got closed down and what got moved yeah. into its place. Yeah. But distinctly, right. remember the one on Main Street. So that that was it. And uh, a couple of other things. These aren't necessarily favorite collectibles. They're just kind of weird stuff. When I went over to my brother's house to pick up all this stuff, I noticed that he's got a Epcot T-shirt. Oh, look at that! Complete in the Whoa. back. In the back. It's worth some coin. Like, I, I don't know why we still have it in the back, but we do. Tear it open. Do it. <laughs> right on air. Come just on. Just smell that fresh cotton. <sighs> so I'm thinking this was from. Gate the gateway maybe. Hey, yeah, yeah. We, we just talked about that. Yeah. On the right, because Mouse Gears wasn't a shop back in the mid '80s. Well, it I was we, we just talked about that. That was it was actually called Centurion back then. So that could yeah. have been. What uh, what was the price on that? Just out of curiosity, we really should have fifty. Seven fifty for a t-shirt. That's that's impressive. For a t-shirt. That's a good value. And then you have the obligatory license license plates plates. yeah yeah which are also still in their sleeve with price tags on the back i'm gonna i'm gonna raise you one paula yes (laughs) it's still in the plastic still in the everybody's holding up their license just so you know 750 in 1986 would be 16 dollars and six cents today so, $16 so for those of you at home paula just showed us the infamous like striped colored epcot license plate um, the uh, the Magic Kingdom one that had like a bunch of characters in front of the castle, and yeah. then Todd countered with the 1971 <laughs> blue license plate, which there was a a green one too. They made a green and a blue one, and my understanding is the blue is more rare. Are we wow. doing this on YouTube at some point? With you know, our well, dudes? yeah, when, make it up Jay, with all Jay, the pictures. Yeah, Jason is going to probably do that. Yeah, so yeah, our silent partner. Back to you, Paul. What else you got? Oh, um. Well, Fort Wilderness bumper stickers. I oh, all JT's over all over that. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Musket know, that's Mickey. That's where we stayed. So, uh, you know, we go to the tra- what, settlement trading post. And yes. Trading post and, and get all of our, you know, swag. Uh, Musket Mickey before he became politically correct. <laughs> I'm going to hold up Encounter with a 1985 comment card that has not been filled in from Ooh. Fort Wilderness. Are you going to fill it in? It says howdy. I thought I was gonna. I was felt like mailing it in. <laughs> it does have musket Mickey on it. Oh, right musket there. Mickey is the best, isn't he? Yeah. So, did you guys ever play checkers on that checker set inside on the barrel? I Every have. Trip. With the Every old trip. guy in all the press photos. And and also, you know, in the mid '80s, they had a good selection of uh, you know video games. So you could do Pac Man and Galaga. Oh wow! Oh, yeah, not anymore though. Oh, now it's junk. Didn't realize that? Wow. 
Now, Paul, you had you had asked me in an email too about uh, some of the restoration work, and we'll have to we'll have to sync up afterwards on that. We can cer- okay, certainly help you out if you got more stuff to transfer. So, um, before we let you go, I, I thank you for taking the time this evening and, and joining us. Um, do you have uh, any last uh, souvenirs you want to show? Oh well, and of course, you know, when you're a kid, you don't get much money for souvenirs. So, what do you do? You just pick up every free thing you can find, <laughs> and you don't think about it at the time. But you know. Napkins. Oh, uh, yeah, nice resort because going to the contemporary from Fort Wilderness was just like you know, you know, Stepping you're moving up at last. Yeah, 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 you're going into the city. Yeah, going and from then, the servants' quarters to the mansion. Yeah, and then even though my dad never said play with matches, of course we had to have every Ooh, single match. Have some of them. The Polynesian matches, Fort Wilderness matches, and of course the tobacco tobacconist. Oh, yes. strike one, pick one, light it up. I have, <laughs> I have one of them. Paula, do you have a bar of soap? Uh, not with me, but I do have bars of soap, yes. All right, all right. That's good to know. Just in <laughs> general, she has bars of soap. We encourage every, cleanliness every, with all our listeners. Oh, look at the passport she's got. Wow. But I do have a question for you guys, because this is something sure. that we did, and, I, and I'm curious about it. So you remember these tickets. Mm-hmm. These were the long tickets, the passports, and they had the string on them? Correct, yes. Right? So this was from 1980. So my mom would make us wear these in the park. We, yep. She'd even buy us a little pin. Yep. And so we, she'd pin it on our shirts, and, of course, we'd wear it. And we've got pictures of us wearing it. And I'm thinking, how did these things not fall off? You know, as much as it rains in Florida, you're a kid, you're running around. But do you know if that was the purpose? It, Were these supposed to be displayed on you? They they were in fact um, in one of our earlier episodes we discussed it. Um, I have my I wish I had mine here. I had a yellow one from from 1981. Um, you did have to wear them because at the time a lot of the attractions still required the A B C D E tickets, uh, and also some of them you could how I think you could pay right. Some of them were twenty five cents or ten cents or something. I like don't that. know if they ever did the cash value. They never did the cash value. I don't know if okay, I, can't. I know Disneyland did, but yeah, it, so so Paul, what what that was is that if you had paid for your resort and got an all-access ticket uh, that basically showed that you could get on those attractions um, without having to present any ABCDE coupon book. Okay, so, so it, was, it was an unlimited pass. So the the you know around your neck with the with the piece of string, and you're absolutely correct. How people didn't lose them? I mean, it was literally a hole punch through a little card. Um, I've got mine around, and the hole has certainly been ripped apart <laughs> since then. But uh, yeah, that that's the reason. How uh, guys, anything else to add? To yeah, that? for me, it was just abject terror of losing it that kept it around <laughs> my neck because I figured if if that thing came off of me, my dad would just murder me. Plus, I wouldn't be able to go on anything for the rest of the day. Exactly. So it was, it was fear that kept it in one piece. So, Paul, your mother was smart. She pinned it to your chest as well as around your neck. You had two two methods of securing it to your body. And, and we had the redundancy with these little pins. That, I guess it was before pin trading was popular, these little cheap yep. plasticky pins. Uh, I know we had a ton of these, and the only ones left are a Minnie and a Mickey. I, I, had, a, I had a Mickey one similar to that I've got around somewhere, so... That's pretty cool. Well, Paul, I, I thank you for joining us all the way from Texas tonight. And um, keep on listening and uh, appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Thanks thank for you. having me. Have a great Bye, night. Paul, uh, Bye. 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 Good night. All right, JT, let's move on to our next call-in. Uh, who do we have on the line? Uh, well, Paula is now gone. We have Keith Schneider. Am I saying that right, Keith? Yep, you are right. Well, welcome to the show, Keith. Thanks for having me. Keith, I, we understand that you're you're – 
practically in Brian Miles' backyard, if not in there right now. We don't know, right? You're uh, right outside Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Oh, wait a second. Where exactly? I'm Downingtown. All right, I'm in Bluebell, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay, about a 20-minute drive there. Yes, sir, I'll be right over. What are you making? <laughs> <laughs> well, Keith, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, great to have you on. Uh, we always love to, you know, hearing from our listeners and, and, uh, and hearing about, but I know you've got some uh, different souvenirs you want to tell us about tonight. We've, we, uh, before you joined, we went over some of the different uh, souvenir locations. We talked about the pictorial souvenirs, but you know, we want to hear from our listeners and, and, and what were their favorite things that they bought back uh from the from the retro years so uh what what do you've you got for us yeah i mean i've been a disney fan since i was seven so i'm going back to 1978 so you know it's kind of funny so i have a um i'm looking at it right now it's a blue pen uh blue pennant uh remember the felt pennants back in the day oh yeah so it's from the uh the 10th anniversary so it's got a picture of the castle with a big um gold 10 uh behind it and it's kind of funny because you know, those must have been big in the early 80s. You know, all the amusement parks had them. And then I don't think they sold them since probably the mid to late 80s. And they just vanished. Yeah, the the, the pennants, I remember those too. They, and you're right. Every amusement park, pretty much everything out there had one. Um, my my wife actually had a pennant collection from all over the place. So that that's a does it say 10th anniversary you said on it? It, it it has the it just got the number ten. Just got the number ten. Okay. And it's got yeah. the old uh, the old D logo with the uh, you know the globe with the years. Oh sure, sure, yeah, that's what. So I also have um you know when the Smurfs were really big the old uh, PBC figures. Mm-hmm. So we got two uh, two figments, one with um he's holding a a gold pot and it's got a rainbow coming out of it and on the bottom of it it says. 1982 uh, Disney. Of course, it's made in China. And then I have another one, which is a bigger one, where he's holding uh, basically a spaceship Earth. And the interesting thing about him is apparently over time, I guess the figments changed because they got two different types of wings and two different types of horns. Jeez. Hmm. Interesting. And two different shades of purple, too. Huh. Which one's your favorite? <laughs> um, actually, I like the one holding spaceship Earth. All so right. The one right. with the gold pot is that where he's he's got the pot kind of under one arm and he's lifting uh, the lid with the other? Is that is that the pot? Yeah, and it, yeah. it's got a rainbow coming out of yep. it, and he's got like a kind of a, I guess a um, little hat. Okay. Uh, so in your in your email here, you say I'm a huge souvenir fan, collect various things, including license plates. Now we we just had Paula on who showed us her license plate, and I I, uh, I countered her Epcot and, and character license plate with the October blue October 1971 license plate. So what license plates do you have? You do you have some for the yeah? I'm looking at a couple stuff? of them. I probably have about maybe 30 of them, but I kind of grabbed some, the oldest ones that I had. 30? That is impressive. Awesome. <laughs> How is beaming from year <laughs> from to year? I, I used to collect more, but then over time, they kind of like vanished, and they're kind of, they kind of changed over. Like The one I have, you can hear it. It's the, it's the metal. Mm-hmm. So, and then over time, they changed to you know the, the cheap uh, plastic ones. So I have one that says you know, at the bottom of it, it's got Walt Disney Productions. So it's got Walt Disney World with, you know, the uh, globe logo as well in red. It's got a picture of the castle, and it's got uh, Briar Bear, Goofy, Donald, Minnie, and Mickey. So that's one of them I have. And then I have um, the one one that says Epcot Center, the newest wonder of the world, um, with kind of a rainbow running through it with Walt Disney World at the top. Is that the same? How? Is that the same one as Paula? Yeah, that probably is. Probably is the same one. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah, I got two of those. And then I have one which is uh, Mickey Mouse with uh, the 15 years anniversary logo. Oh, yes. Nice. With kind of confetti kind of uh, hanging down on it as well. Yeah. And then remember the old uh, back scratchers? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We were talking oh, about yeah. this just a couple. Yeah, what do you got? So I got the, uh, you know, the Mickey Mouse at the top with the old, uh, you know, the old logo as well. Walt Disney World <laughs> going down the red handle. Right. And on the back, it's got um, designated and made for Disneyland and Walt Disney World with uh, Walt Disney Productions on it. So I have that. And then remember the old, um, I know they had one for 1982 for the Epcot Grand Opening, the old um, gold medallions that they basically used to have in, um, the ones I have are actually in like plastic kind of sleeves. Oh, yeah, okay. they had yep, the blue, yep. that's the coins. I was yeah, thinking. yeah, exactly. They, so they had, they, they were in a plastic sleeve. They had a gold, uh, I'm sorry, a blue, it was cardboard. I think some of them may have even had like a felt. And then the yeah. pewter type coin, there was a gold one. There were some pewter colored ones. I think the background in some of those eventually did change to a maroon, if I'm not mistaken, too. Uh, yeah, all the ones that I have are um, blue. So okay. I have. Um, they made what? There was an Epcot one. Right, I have a Walt Disney um, World one with a picture of the castle mm-hmm. with a monorail going in front, it looks like. And it's got the D logo. And actually, in the coin itself, it actually does say at the top, Walt Disney Productions. And on the back, then, it's uh, Mickey Mouse is in the middle, and then they break out all the lands. Right, in, in kind of like a, a compass. Star, yeah, a compass star pattern or something like that. Cool, cool. Excellent. And then I have a... Um, Disney MGM Studios. Now this is this is kind of a medallion, but it's got a keychain attached to it. And you're pushing it with retro with studios. We're just starting to get into the retro okay. stuff here. So we'll no, we're gonna take it. We're gonna take it. All <laughs> right. On the on the back of it, it says opening spring 1989. Oh, that's completely oh, acceptable. Yeah. Completely. And I won't even mention the Animal Kingdom one. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, that's not retro. No, there's nothing retro there. About it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I also have, um, you know, I I could go on and on, but the one thing I also brought up, um. I also have, um, you know, remember, you know, how basically pin trading is really big. Right. But now I basically have, um, I have a button collection. So basically. Not pins, buttons. Buttons, yeah. Buttons. Back, yeah, back in the day. So um, circle, the circle ones with the pin back and the metal backing, right? Yep, yeah. Which so I, I said earlier, you know, I was in Disneyland a couple of weeks ago. Those are rampant there. The, yeah, yeah. They still hit. My son received a number of them at different locations and different. Yeah, I events. I got one in Disneyland on my first visit uh, yeah. when we had breakfast at Ariel's Grotto. Yeah, we got uh, one out at, there. We got one at the uh, at the Grand Californian. My and then when my son directed the 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 band, he got one. He got another one at uh, one of the shops. That yeah. Yeah, the one I remember they used to give at Disney World, which Keith may have, is uh, at the Minnie's Polynesian breakfast. Used to used to used to give you a button. Um, if you attended, you, you, I survived. <laughs> well, <laughs> potentially. If it wasn't, lost, it wasn't, please it return. It wasn't the suit back then that it is now. That's true. That's true. So, cool. now the old, the oldest one I have, which it, it's not a um Disney Park one, but it's actually it says on it, "Follow my." It has a picture of Mickey Mouse, and it says, "Follow my adventures by Colts Master Wolf," and it says in it, "Walt Disney Enterprises." Hmm. That so that's different. probably going back, could be going back to the 50s or uh, 60s. Also, I have the Living Seas, Sea Base Alpha, yep. Epcot Center, you know, with the uh, the old Epcot logo. 
Nice. And then, um, and then another one, Epcot Center, where it has um, Mickey and Figment in the old uh, spacesuit in front of Space Your Birth with the old uh, logo. Oh yeah, with the, the, almost like the Fab Four photo, right? Right, Brian. Yeah, pinwheel Pin Pluto. Pin wheel Pluto. <laughs> well, Keith, I, I appreciate you bringing these uh, onto the podcast and 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 you know sharing them with everybody. Uh, we love hearing from our listeners, especially in uh, you know in like this, like a show and tell type type thing. So, um, if you can send us a couple pictures, we'll we'll post. Them oh yeah, definitely. I'll shoot you over. Yeah, some that'll be fantastic. We'll post them with the podcast. Um, I appreciate your time this evening, and um, you know, keep on listening and uh, let everybody know about us. So, thanks a lot for your time. Thank you very much. Thanks, Keith. Have a great night. Bye. 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 Well, Joe, welcome to the podcast. The first thing I have to say based on the items in the background, which <laughs> looks like a large table filled with all I'm sorts of freaking out, wow. man. Yeah, veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit. All right. What are we? T- welcome to the show. Thank you. All the way from Georgia. And, I love um, it. You're off to the right he's... and everything is got. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anybody who shows up with the Mr. Tomato is okay in my book. Yeah, exactly. Puffy shirt Wait. and all. You know, hold on. Hold on. I did this. Like, oh, look at that, Mr. Blue. Broccoli. <laughs> Senior I, Broccoli. Senior Broccoli, sorry. Yeah, I, I think oh. I got a little carried away. I, I found my bin out in the garage, and before I knew it, I was going down a 40-year memory lane. And is that, a, was, is that a Gasparilla grill tray you've got back there? That is. I think <sighs> we just decided to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, on our ephemera episode, when we get into all the ephemera and paperwork, I'll, I'll admit to having a Flagler's menu. So, but oh. um, yeah. So, so take us through some of your your favorites here. So, so those of you at home, obviously, we do a video feed here when we, when we record the podcast, and Joe has assembled quite a variety of different things on what seems to be his dining room table. Of which we can't see the table um, uh, <laughs> because I, it's covered. I, I, by Jack Skellington thing. I so. have one of the things on his table. Well, let's go through that. and see, Brian. Okay. Let's see. What do we got, Joe? You know, well, I'm mean, real quick. You see the Gasparilla there? These here. That is a that is a an a, um, old Betsy that we got in the early '70s from the Davy Crockett series. This here. Oh, yeah, look at that. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, so that's the longer one, right? Because they had the shorter one that I got years ago. Yeah, see that? Hang on, there we go. Yeah. So he's, he's, for those who can't see this, he's holding up one of the classic, like, flintlock-styled wooden guns, like metal. And did that have the spot for the stick cap, right? You could stick the... Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you could put the caps on there. You couldn't use the whole caps. Yep. There it is. Yep. Oh, Um, exciting. I've got... This is one of my favorites, electrical water pageant music. Look at that record. Yeah. Flip over. What's the back? Oh, part one, part two. How t-shirt idea right there. What? Circle. That, oh, we'll talk there about that. Yes, I know. That's, that's where that's coming from. Oh. But how pulls how pulls it out? Oh. Yes, excellent. Show me mine. I'll show you yours. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's, okay. Dixie landings. I have one oh, of those. Oh, look at somewhere. that with, yep. with the that song of the South characters legal. on it. Yeah. It's, oh, this, it's a uh, refillable thermos. He's refillable thermos of Dixie Landings. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Not everyone's video. That's right. I, I mentioned this on the tweet. Polynesian Village Mai Tai Glass. I've got, yeah, well, those are those are great. We've got, I think we've got three of those. I did have an, a Mai Tai out of it here at the house, which was, deli- <laughs> it tasted better. It tasted better. Now, if you hold up that canister... That's that's the one you're going oh, for. Yeah. I have one of these. So explain. Have, no one has this. What is it? What is it? It's a jigsaw puzzle. 
that you could actually mail someone. It was a self mailer. Oh, self mailer. Mailbag. This one was a dollar fifty. So for the listeners, this is a a can. Looks to be about the size of like a French's onion can, if you remember those. And uh, inside is a jigsaw puzzle, and you would actually write your name, uh, write the name and address of who you're sending to. A fixed postage. Does it say how much? Just how many ounces? Uh, Nine ounces, third class mail. Third class. Well, it's going (laughs) steerage. So uh, you would mail this canister as is, as, as a souvenir. And you have one, Brian. I do. I think it's a hundred-piece jigsaw puzzle. Sealed, or have you put it together? No, I've never put it together. But I picked it up at a flea market probably three years ago, and I found it in the top of this closet here not long ago. And I'm like, hey, I forgot I had this. <laughs> We've got. We have a whole collection. I think we kept all our glasses. This is Italy oh, Epcot. Epcot glasses. Look at that. Yep. They're in good condition. Italy, Germany. Yep. It's got the old contemporary resort glass. Oh, that's a now that that is a glass to be at, sipping something out of at the outer. We're gonna room. have to yes. take a picture and post a picture of that. Yeah, that's, yeah, we're okay. gonna need photos of that. Oh no, no. All right, here you go. No, don't drop it. Ah, the America on Parade Super, Super Eight, Eight color. Yeah, Super Eight, Eight color. in color. It's a movie film that he's holding up. Yeah. So this this is that that was a movie film of of the parade. Um, of the parade. I think yes. I had one of those. I, I was planning on restoring it. I have not got around to that one yet. So. Uh, um, wow. I had. You ever remember oh, these things? Oh, that was oh, one of that's on my list of favorites that we're going to talk about. That, he's holding up a Horizons puzzle. Yeah. So this Horizons Sorry, puzzle, that's... they made them for all. All of them. Oh, that's right? one of those nice. slider things. It was Hold a. It was a sixteen. It was four by four, right? Yeah. Mix that up. So it was screwed. a four by four tiles, and there was one tile missing. You everybody's seen this before. You know the the, nor, the original game, which you put the numbers in order, but it's like a party nice. figment one, you, you, and you'd slide the tiles around, and they made them with the original logos on it, which for I anybody who logo. can't stand things that are off center would get very disconcerned about that because they're all off center because of the missing oh, tile. Yeah. That's, that's horrible. I can't deal with that. <laughs> I've got, you know what? I can't believe we kept these. The little tickets you got. 15th, 15th anniversary ticket. Now those would um, for those that didn't know during the 15th anniversary celebration of Walt Disney World, every time you entered the park, the machine would spit out a ticket and every so many people would win something. Um, and you, you, the chances were pretty good. I remember we went home with a, a free one-day pass. We mm-hmm. got a Discovery Island ticket. We got these silly headbands with LED lights. Yeah. The, the, it was the, a car day. Yeah. The and sil- then they, the, gave... the, they were silver visors. Yep. That had LED lights and they said "winner" across the top. And you see them on eBay every now and then. They're yeah, the most ridiculous yeah. things. And there's the 15. He's got the 15 year logo T-shirt, and they did give t-shirt. away a car every single day. I believe it was like a, a Chevy price. Cavalier. Was it Cav- oh, yeah. I think it was a Chevy Cavalier? I thought it was a New Yorker, but I, we've I actually repurposed that system for our monthly drawings. That's what runs our prizes. <laughs> we this, rigged it. And... Right. Now we're getting. This is going to do good video. 1971 Walmart. Oh, that's a yeah. real one. That's, that's a, a good piece. one there. Yeah, I had that on my walls. I got that one, and then you can even hear on. hear the age of the paper as he unfolds that one. You can see that, yeah. It's got yeah tape marks and acid <laughs> stains, all sorts of stuff. And then I was thinking about what you guys were talking. Okay, Polynesian. I mean, all right, move on. <laughs> There's two. 
You know, we're talking about these during the Epcot show. Yeah, and actually, oh, yeah. I realize I've about... got both the original and the pictorial souvenir Epcot. Uh, nice. Okay, so now that answers a question from earlier in the episode. Actually, we couldn't answer. So let me see the difference there. So um, I'll show you exactly what it is. So that's the cover. Yep, what Joe is holding up is the is the Epcot Center pictorial souvenir, which we spoke of in 1982. Now, he has the original one from the pre-opening, and then he also has one, and I believe it says pictorial souvenir on yep. right below. So one was pre-opening. Do you, have you flipped through and compared? Uh, is, is there any difference between the two? They are virtually, from what I can tell, they're identical. The only difference is this one says pictorial souvenir <laughs> and doesn't have the opening date because it's already open. Interesting, interesting. And I know I have, let's see, the checking on the one I have. I believe I have the original here somewhere. Yeah, I have I have the early one that says the 21st century begins October 1st. So, interesting. So and what I've got I the commemorative tickets. Mhm. Nice. I got like 5 of those, which is really cool. Now, some of the commemorative Epcot opening tickets were also made in was it how was it silver? There was like a silver bar, right? There was a silver case <laughs> that uh slipped that you would slip those tickets the, in into. To keep them. Okay. Yeah, but there yeah. was also at some point like a like you said like a souvenir kind of like silver bar sort right. of shape that the ticket was for Right. In. And they go for a fair amount now and then you you, you see them pop up on eBay. Um I've got Old, some ridiculous stuff. Old Lake Buena Vista Village oh, shopping. Oh my God! That is <laughs> Lake Buena Vista shopping village carryall bag. Yeah, that's fantastic. Right. It's green with all those little like yeah, little birds in the. Yeah, I was finding your address to come steal that. <laughs> <laughs> that that two hour drive is looking mighty short. <laughs> Joe, he's he's got some some publicity stills that he might want to sell you uh, from Sid Quenga. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> look in exchange great. for that, I will give you a Turner and Hooch watch for that. <laughs> Turner and Hooch. <laughs> Turner and Hooch. Yes. Kill the dog, lose thirty million dollars. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, we've got a couple of the old Disney news magazines that the Magic Kingdom Club got. Right. Now, um, is this stuff that you have pervaded over over a period of time of just purchasing, or or is this stuff that you've accumulated from actual trips? Is this personal stuff, or, or eBay finds, or a mixture of? Oh, everything here is personal. Okay, so you actually um, bought this stuff on trips and such. Oh yeah, <laughs> the family's first trip. The family moved to Florida in uh, August of '71, and the first trip was Thanksgiving '71. Jeez. And so the park I was, was born in six, eight weeks old. At yeah. Point. I was two months from, <laughs> I was born in December of that year. What's the percent um, chance that Joe's family is the one that took the film from November 71 that we reviewed? <laughs> very, very you possible. You never know. This is just, yeah, just collection. I mean, I've cut my 1979 guidebook, oh, yeah, which I used to love because it had the just cool maps in there and the ticket tickets in there. I mean, Old vacation guide. There you go. I love that book. It's a good it. one. So which that one? That one and the Epcot spinning wheel one. Oh, the Epcot spinning. Oh, we got wheel. those. Yep. About that. For... I love those. Um, yeah, you know, it's just, it's just cool stuff. And I think you know, you were talking about you know what kind of um, souvenirs you really enjoy. Whatnot. I think it's audiovisual stuff for me. It's anything that brings back sounds or sights for me. Everything is like those are things that really matter the most. So the books, because I see pictures that I remember them or the record, anything audio visual, it just sort of like, it, it makes me remember 
what I did when I was at age and feeling good about that. And uh, I think that's what it is for me. Yep. And and I, I, I'll tell you this, Joe, and this will be our first teaser to this. We did kind of tweet it out. If, if you like audiovisual, uh, we have a real, real treat coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, we have secured uh, over 1,200 feet of 16 millimeter film of Epcot Center from the early awesome. 80s. And we are going to transfer that and restore it. So that's through the, Pixel. Through Pixel.com. Oh, we'll, and the look, he's got hat. a figment hat. The figment hat. Said Epcot, the brim is get out of town. Clothes. So look at that. Somebody spilled their Mickey bar on it there. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, well, I, I appreciate your time this evening and uh, showing us your, your wide variety of. I, I mean, that tray is calling my name. That thing is awesome. I love Where's that tray. for? The Gasparilla Grill. No clue. <laughs> <laughs> it's now called Gasparilla Grill. It has Give me a location. Called... What's that? Oh, Grand Floridian, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's one of the four it's, themed it's, restaurants it, in the Grand Florida. It's, it's, it's the quick service there, isn't they it? They don't let us yeah. campers yeah. in there. I don't think yeah. it, I you might dine at Narcosis. <laughs> Send us I back to like Pioneer Ag- Hall if I we walk like in there. Aglers, so. and, oh, and going, but look at that. A four, there so you go. Get, see, There's the logo. Must you have get. that shirt. You don't go to the Grand Floridian. Right. Okay. <laughs> that looks like that's a 2T or a 3T shirt. So was that your actual T-shirt when you were that young? shirt. Yes. Oh, <laughs> nice. Phone doesn't still fit. <laughs> Give me a price. I want that for my daughter right now. I'll name oh, your price. Lord. Don't put Joe on. We'll have to negotiate. <laughs> we'll see what you got. We'll have a swap. There we go. There we go. Well, thanks Joe, for thanks for calling in this evening. I really appreciate it. Thank you for showing us your stuff. And uh, if that, you could, yeah, that's really an amazing collection. Fantastic collection of stuff. That thanks, really, guys. Really I appreciate nice. it. Thanks so much. No problem. Keep up the good work. Thank you much, Joe. Appreciate it. Wow, what a what a collection. What a collection. All right. So with that, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about some of our own personal favorites. Um, how Brian? Who, who wants to go first? You want to talk a little bit about your favorite stuff that you've picked up over the years? Whether you bought it there when you were little or uh, picked it up on eBay or other places along the way. From my aunt, uh, she took a trip to the Magic Kingdom in 1980. And she brought me home uh, a Mickey Mouse plush, which I still have. Um, And so the nose is gone because it had like a little poofball nose. But this was the standard plush that they sold in the parks back then. No way. It had these these eyes that you can actually, like I said, you can pose um, and make, you know, Mickey cross-eyed or whatever. And so as a little kid, it was like the greatest thing in the world. So I had this. And I've kept it. Uh, we've even washed it once or twice. But even as little buttons or little felt things, like they're holding on. Yeah. So, but it's sturdy. It's nice and sturdy. So my grandparents went down there in 1975. I was I was one year old. They they bought back for me um, this interesting Mickey doll, which is a, is a hard hard vinyl. You can hear when I knock on it. Um, he's wearing a cotton jumper or a cotton overalls i guess you could say i've never seen anything like it and uh on the back it says walt disney productions mickey mouse made in taiwan that's it not for children yeah i mean this is not something you're gonna cuddle up with it's hard as as anything but uh, you guys ever seen anything like that he's (laughs) he stands i mean he's (laughs) standing 
<laughs> Can you fix his overall straps? Oh, I'm sorry. Mickey, <laughs> Mickey's overall straps keep coming down, so it's a little inappropriate here. So. Oh my gosh, that is so weird looking. I don't it, like his. It, I don't like it, his right arm. Well, his and his nose is. I don't know. It's a little. I don't know. It, it looks vaguely familiar, and I think really? something to point out is just. In the seventies, just like how terrible like most of the Mickey Mouse merchandise was. It like didn't look anything like him. It was very unappealing. Right. No they didn't do a lot of quality control back then. No. His squeaky arms are <laughs> Yeah, just... his arms are a little <laughs> squeaky when you move. But so the left arm is is straight, as you can see, and then the right arm is slightly bent at the elbow and and his hands are in a, a cupping motion there. Is now what is that called? Now, is there more of those on eBay? I, I don't know. We're gonna have to look this up. It's like a vinyl. It's I, it's, it's, it P, a, it's actually PVC, I think. There's a it's a ring and a bell. It's like there's something about like that hand and the mouth. Like that's why I didn't know if if it like blew up a balloon or. But there's there's something there that's yeah. You can't squeeze the belly. Nothing comes out. What if you move his arm? Does air come out that way? Well, nothing. Nothing goes <laughs> any which way. It's like what do you do with them? And, and like I said, you're not you're not gonna give this to a kid and let him or sleep with it. It's hard. Like if a straw went into his mouth, like he's. Uh... But the, the the hands don't even line up. I mean, maybe it came. So we're gonna have to do some research on this, and I'll I'll have to take a picture of this guy. Um, yes. He looks better than other Mickey's, but he's something still out of out of whack. He does. Yeah. So. Anyway, so Brian, you you had a couple other things that you like too, right? I do. I have one other plush. Yeah. Uh, back in the '90s, maybe early 2000s, in each of the World Showcase pavilions, they sold Beanie Babies that were themed to the country. Oh yeah. yeah. So, oh, wow. so I have a I have a Beefeater Mickey, which I bought for uh, a friend of mine who lives in England and never sent him. So 15 oh, years later, here nice. it sits. So if your nice friend is draw. listening, and, and it's works. mine now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, two other things. I actually tweeted a picture of this earlier. We'll post it. I have a uh, I have the light switch plates that they sold in Epcot when it opened. Mm-hmm. Oh. So they had a figment, you know, that you would <clears throat> replace your the light switch in your home with sure. um, with uh, this. There was a figment one, and then they also had a future world one, which had the astronaut from uh, the spaceship Earth mural on it oh wow oh cool uh, oh, that's... so i have both of them the figment one's actually in my closet upstairs in my walk-in closet in the bedroom uh the spaceship one i haven't found a spot in the house where only i'll see it and no one else will so yeah. <laughs> uh, that one's that one's not up yet cool. uh, but i do have both of them and they're very cool and then the last thing is they these come up on ebay every so often for like a hundred dollars but they sold a beach towel in Epcot when it first opened, and actually all throughout the 80s. And it was the beach towel, when you laid it out, said Epcot Center on it, and it had Figment laying out on the beach towel with his hands behind his head and suntan lotion and sunglasses. And uh, so they don't come up that often, and obviously most of them are used. Uh, but when they do, they're very valuable. So I always thought that was a really cool collectible when Disney didn't have 25 beach towels for sale in most gift shops. <laughs> right, mm. right. Like, they, like they do today. They do now. Yeah, way too many. Now, how you've got a, a couple things. One of yours, your first one on your list here really hits home with me because it's definitely on, on my list. So. Oh, boy. So what was the first one on the list? You had a, attraction, <laughs> attraction LPs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So were these specific just like a Pirates of Caribbean LP? Or... Yeah, so so one of the great souvenirs that they sold there, uh, and these, I don't know, I assume these were sold elsewhere, but Disneyland Records sold tons of uh, 33 and a third attraction LP. So 
I have Hall of Presidents, which is very oh, yeah. stately. Now, Ooh, what, what is on that? What's on the hall? Is it a recording of the... Yeah, so side one is uh, a complete recording of the Hall of Presidents. Oh, so the entire a, show. The entire show, including oh. such favorites as the Whiskey Rebellion. <laughs> such favorites. <laughs> such you know, favorites. kids, pull up a chair. We're going to listen to the Whiskey yeah, Rebellion. that's a hot track. Uh, it, is, yeah, that. yeah, it is, really. An incident known as the Whiskey Rebellion. In colonial times, corn was an abundant crop, but difficult to transport. Could you remix that for us into a song? Yeah. That would be cool. Uh, and then uh, and, and one of the nice things that all of these uh, books have is uh, once you get inside, there's always a nice little booklet. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, it's got some of the artwork. Oh, wow. Look at From that. the Hall of Presidents yep. in here. And uh, here we go. Here's South Carolina with Jackson. Yep. Here's where... Uh, Here's where someone calls Abraham Lincoln a tall drink of water. <laughs> and uh, the best part of the whole thing is... Oh, yeah. And uh, like it really is Space it's filled with yeah. all those like Sam McKim... Uh, all those pictures that you saw uh, in the original film are all in there. Yep. And then when you get to the gatefold, it is a diagram... Showing you the locations of all of the presidents within the Hall of Presidents. That's up to what, Reagan? As of... No, it's probably shorter than that. Carter? That will probably be Nixon or... Well, yeah, there's 36 in here. Okay. So... That's that's Johnson. Oh. Well, unless... Well, they're not... Unless they don't count Grover Cleveland twice. Do you want me to read them all? No, then you'd be up to Nixon. (laughs) If someone can do the... I'll say. Yeah, no, you'd be you'd be up to Nixon because they don't they don't introduce Grover Cleveland twice. Yes, and he had two Nixons in here. Yeah, so so that's a real good one. Cool. Voice of Lincoln, uh, Royal Dano, narrator Lawrence Dobkin. Then there's the uh, the Orange Bird LP, which a lot of people have seen, which includes the story and the song of the Orange Bird inside of it. Uh, I I had the 45 version. That's good too. One of my favorite bands, the Adventureland Steel Band, uh, which also who's actually JP and the Silver Stars, but they for some reason did not uh, give them the real name on there. Uh, this was not available in the park, but you could get it. It's the Michael Iceberg uh, of, of the Tomorrowland Terrace, where he would play his synthesizer uh, in there. And I actually was able to get this uh, from Michael Iceberg's website on CD for the first time, but it is crystal clear and beautiful. So if any of you are out there are Michael Iceberg fans, I will put a link on there because the CDs are remastered from the original tapes and it sounds phenomenal. Uh, Country Bear Jamboree. Oh. Uh, which has has tons of illustrations inside, a bunch of Mark Davis drawings. <clears throat> um, the Enchanted Tiki Room, which is a Disneyland and Walt Disney, and, and the B-side of that is a incredibly straight uh, version of The Jungle Cruise, uh, narrated by Thrill Ravenscroft, which is pretty cool. And then finally, um, the Epcot Center, LP, which I'm sure everybody saw for sale oh, in the Centorium. That's on my list, Hal. That's on oh. my favorite. That that album, I played that Epcot Center album over and over and over again. It's still to this day, I think, one of the best albums ever. It's got, you know, it's got the computer song. I was going to say, no one... it has the Astuta computer song, yeah. Yeah, nobody. And that's why I'm a rooter for the computer. <laughs> so this LP cost uh, $5.98. Yep. 
I got. I'm probably bought the, that at the same time I bought those dang little coins. <laughs> <laughs> and then my other my other favorite souvenir is uh, for the longest time they sold these. Uh, again, when we talk about like they didn't have a lot of uh, stuff going on, a lot of different souvenirs. <clears throat> they for some reason always had like little flashlights or pen lights. So I used I still have somewhere a powder blue pen light uh, where that had the old Walt Disney World logo. Uh, running down the side, and then when you, uh, it had, the, it was a kind where you could kind of like a, like a pen, mm-hmm. where you could like stick it in your pocket, and then when you push down on the, uh, oh, yeah, on the little part, it would actually turn it on. Yep. So, so that was great for carrying around. And that's when I first started like sneaking around and looking for things. Did they it's have like I would... one of those pens with the monorail? When you tip the pen back and forth, those clear uh, pens with the monorail would slide in, or the train. In the nineties, did they, they have did, them? Yes. Okay. Okay. So. Potentially earlier, but I know definitely in the 90s I remember this. Right, right. So cool. Excellent. Well, I, I've got a couple. You know, what's interesting about this episode is that um, through this entire episode, we have hit almost every single one of my favorites. So here, this is what's on my list. The Epcot Center album you just spoke of, right? Pictorial Souvenirs, which we led off with. The Horizons Puzzle, which uh, Joe had, the, the, the puzzle. The 1971 license plate. The coins we talked about. Uh, the ephemera. Uh, the, I think that's a whole other episode. Though, all the different ephemera things that we can we can we can stay. Um, I do have the salt and pepper shakers from Epcot. Does anybody remember those? I have them. The the little rainbow colored ones. Yeah. The ceramic ones. Ceramic ones. Yeah. Those are great. I do have one other very old one that um, the, the we've talked about this one before. The story of Walt Disney World. Uh, oh, that's a great book. Yeah, the commemorative edition and the big black D. I mean, this is a fabulous book we've talked about. Um, another one of my favorite ones, too. Again, uh, I, if you haven't noticed, I stuck to, just as Joe talked about audiovisual, I stuck to purchasing things like books and uh, recordings and, 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 and pictorial souvenirs and all that. But obviously, the, the Walt Disney's Epcot book, another Ooh. fantastic book. I and mean, this one's huge if you, if you get a chance to. Um, I didn't go there buying plush. I, I did... You know, I do, do remember in the 80s, you know, Figment was huge. I came home with a Figment plush, and, and I loved that thing. Um, I think my brother came home with one as well. Um, but I started to really save all the different wacky items. Um, you know, I saved uh, notepads and pens and soaps and, and different things like that over the years. Um, you know, so that obviously is going to lend to what I was alluding to earlier, an ephemera episode where we can really get into all those different different things that uh, people have saved over the years, the tickets and stuff like that. So, All right, so how you've got a, a project going on to help us improve some of our re- recording equipment and uh, as well as get some of some cool ideas out to our listeners, don't you? That's right. So we're what we're going to do this month is we're going to kick off something new. It's like we're going to we're going to start offering some t-shirts for sale with some retro designs and some some new designs based on some of the some of the shows that we've done before. And our goal here is just simply to kind of upgrade everybody's equipment so that way we can present the best quality show that we can. It's like we have some pretty modest goals. So this month we're going to offer two shirts to start out to see how things go. Um, we're going to have one design that's based on the electrical water pageant, which is uh, really fun. Uh, and in fact, that that design is based on the electrical water pageant record um, that we talked about tonight. Very cool design. Yeah, it looks. And awesome. then there's a uh, another one that's uh, not particularly Disney looking, but since we did World of Motion uh, last time and we talked about uh, it's fun to be free, it seemed to me that there was a connection there for. 
the 4th of July. So I did kind of like a 4th of July fireworks inspired version of that. So there will be a link uh, in the show notes and you can go off and take a look at those. And if you would, uh, get yourself a nice t-shirt and uh, we'll put a little money aside to get everybody some new microphones so we can do this in crystal clear audio. That's right. So how how is our resident audiophile? He's got the setup and... Uh... We need to get some better mics on the rest of us. So, well, Hal, thank you for putting together all the artwork. The, the T-shirts look great, and uh, we'll send these out. These are exclusive, though. Yeah, they are. These That's are, true. These aren't something you can find anywhere else other than from us. So Limited edition. From how? Yeah. We may even stop production after one month. You never know. Yeah, some of them are. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I'm going to buy some myself. So, <laughs> 20 years from now, people will be recording podcasts about our retro <laughs> merchandise that we sold. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So, JT, uh, what do we have in the viewer mailbag this month? Uh, you've been patiently waiting, and we got a lot that you were out there. Yeah, we did. Well, we, we had the call for souvenirs. Yeah. You know, tell us about your souvenirs. We got some tweets. We got some emails. We got all kinds of stuff. Um, the one that kind of caught my eye and going to spotlight this is from Johnny Kunzer. Kunz uh, he is. Uh, he sent us a picture of a piece of jewelry from the Lake Buena Vista Village, and the uh, you know the the exciting part isn't really necessarily the jewelry, but it's the actual box. You flip it open, and where it would normally say you know Jared or you know whatever it is, it actually says Lake Buena Vista Village with the old logo kind of all embossed in gold into the the fabric inside the box. So. Very, very cool piece that he's saved over the years. I want to uh, give a little hat tip here to Foxy Hooves, uh, at MK Pony, who uh, took a look at that picture for me and told me that the jeweler used those boxes the first couple of years that Lake Buena Vista Village was open. Wow. So by around 75, they would have been no more. Uh, so this is definitely from the earliest years of, of uh, Lake Buena Vista Village. It's a, very, it's a big uh, deal. Very cool. I've never seen anything anything like that before. No, we'll post a picture. Yeah, definitely, definitely a rare piece. So um, <clears throat> thanks to everybody who's writing. I know this month we're, we're a little pressured for time. We've got a lot of people sending in their souvenirs. We'll, we'll try to post some of the other pictures if we can. I think we'll probably make an album online since we have so many things to discuss and, and, and add. Um, but JT, tell uh, every, our listeners where they can write in and uh, and we'll read their, read their comments on the air. Yeah, we uh, accept all your messages. Podcast at RetroDisneyWorld.com is the email. You can tweet at us. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and you know, kind of mention us in a picture that way. So however you want to send us something, go ahead and do it. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, it's that time for the Audio Rewind. And um, let's uh, – guys – now, how you know the answer to last month's, and this was quite the challenge. JT and Brian, did you did you get it? I no. I did not get it. Okay, uh, no. I, I did not get it till someone sent us the correct answer, and one, I think one of you noted that hey, somebody finally gave us the right answer. <laughs> That's right. But, yeah. But but I will say we probably got more incorrect answers. Correct. On this one than we've ever received in response to anything we posted. You are correct about the incorrect answers. So let's let's take a listen again and see if you guys can can pull up on it and see what it is. Beyond the contemporary resort across Bay Lake is the Fort Wilderness Campground Resort. There you'll find River Country, a Disney recreation of an old-fashioned swimming hole with rope swings, rapids, a giant twisting water slide, and the world's largest outdoor heated pool. All right, so that was last month. Now, for everybody who wrote in and said the monorail, 
I am sorry to say that, that it was not the monorail ride from the Ticket and Transportation Center to the Magic Dang Kingdom. Dang it. Ah, uh, dang it. Everybody heard that voice and said, oh, that's what it is. The correct answer is the ferry between the Ticket and Transportation and the Magic Kingdom, not the monorail. Now, how, how was this one of your recordings, or did you have this? No, this this was one of my recordings. One of your recordings. Tell the, uh, tell, the, tell the listeners what the clues are in this so that you know it's the ferry and not the monorail. Well, Jack Wagner definitely recorded the monorail spiels as well, which is why I think – and most people probably remember the fact that uh, the spiels ran on the monorail more so Plus more people, on. Plus more people were on the monorail than the ferry boat too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if there was a specific – probably the locations where they described the relationship of the different uh, bits and pieces to each other. I'm, I'm not sure what the, if there was a dead giveaway. Uh, the fact that uh, it talked about uh, – Fort Wilderness, right? Yeah, Fort yeah. Wilderness and, and uh, in particular uh, – oh, goodness, uh, River Country. Because that section mentioned River Country, which is which was kind of rare. Um Right, so but, uh, on the ride over, you probably yeah, if you're going the other yeah, way. so you, and and uh, I actually recorded it in uh, both directions that day, and it was uh, remarkably similar. Interesting, just slightly out of sync with the other one. Interesting. Yeah. So, well, we do have a winner this month, and uh, that winner is Robert Myers. So, Robert, congratulations! And um, this month's prize is a 1993 uh, Walt Disney World calendar, right? Wasn't that what? Oh I, yeah, that's yeah, right, the, the calendar. calendar, the calendar. Yeah, that's so right. I think so I had the uh, 1993 Walt Disney World calendar, so can which we... can be used in what year? Oh, there was a number of them, right? I told yeah. you it was 2021. I think is that's the, the next, next one. So, so you got about yeah. So Robert, we time. we'll send that media mail. We've got a number of years before it needs to arrive <laughs> for any any <laughs> any real usage. But so we do have another um, audio rewind for this month, and um, let's take a listen right now. Okay, so if you have a guess to find out what the Audio Rewind answer is for this month, send your answers to podcast at retrodisneyworld.com. All correct answers will be entered into a drawing for the prize. And guys, what do you, what, what do you want to give away this month? Do we have anything in mind? I've got, I've got one if nobody does. Yeah, you what, go ahead. All right. What do you got? I have a transportation poster that was drawn by one of our... Uh, one oh, of our yeah. sponsors a couple months back. It it, it uh, has a profile drawing of almost every single method of transportation from opening until now uh, of Walt Disney World. So it's a nice size poster, nice uh, paper, really nice print. <clears throat> so uh, we're going to give that out this month to the winner. So these are very cool. They I are very cool. This. Yeah, I've got that's... a really neat stuff. So. If you know the answer, send it into podcast at Retro Disney World. Again, all correct answers will be entered into a drawing for the poster. And I'm, I'm very proud, by the way, of my contribution to that poster, which <laughs> That's he, right. shared with, he shared with us uh, before he was finished and going to production and said, is there any uh, vehicles that I'm missing? And 
I noticed that not listed there was the short-lived Animal Kingdom Discovery Riverboat Cruise Craft, uh, which did make it into the final poster. So that's my legacy. Which, as we said <laughs> earlier tonight, that's not retro enough, but we actually did find something retro about it that was added in. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and again, too, if, if you are a winner or you do have a correct answer, even if you don't win... Uh, the prize each month. Uh, you will be entered into the large prize, which is a reproduction Paul Hartley map from wdwmap.com. Um, and the the attraction poster we're talking about is also from Chris Buckholes. So we've talked about him before, and we'll get that prize out to the winner. So, all right. So we've gone through quite a bit. We've gone through viewer souvenir favorites, the puzzler, viewer mail. Um, I think, guys, it's about time we wrap this up. Let me uh, go through some of the sponsors, and uh, and then I think we'll we'll close it out for the night. So, uh, sponsors again. Even though we had didn't do our our uh, video rest or film restoration this month, um, we still want to give a shout out and a thanks to Pixel for a thoughtful once in a lifetime gift. Contact Pixel to create pristine digital transfers from your old home movies, photos, videotapes, or slides. Now available in the cloud with the Reflectera app. To get started today, visit Pixel.com or call 1-800-557-3508. You can also visit us at RetroDisneyWorld.com forward slash ImageWorks. And uh, from there, we'll provide an additional 10% off coupon and free restoration. And for those of you out there, I, I am looking for more film to add to uh, our, our collection um, and to, uh, to restore. So if you do have anything, videos, slides, um, and especially home movies, um, do let us know. And... Um, if you're interested in any of that or have any questions on it, you can email us at info at retrodisneyworld.com. Um, with that said, also, too, a shout-out and a thanks to Chris Buckholes for the attraction poster for this month's puzzler, as well as uh, Chad over at wdwmap.com. So uh, with that, it uh, Brian, JT, Hal, let's uh, let everybody know where we can find each other. And uh, as always, Retro Disney World's on Facebook, as well as on Twitter as at Retro wdw and of course retrodisneyworld.com uh brian you can find me on twitter at brian p miles that's miles with an i and brian with an i you can also find me on facebook backslash brian p miles uh, i am at ls1jt on twitter i am at go away green on twitter and because we're doing souvenirs this month let's uh if you check out uh the go away green account on eBay. It's like, I'm going to put a bunch of my old Disney souvenirs up there so we can pass them on to the next generation. So very nice. Check uh -huh. that out. Some of the stuff we talked about tonight, you'll, you'll be able to get for yourself. If you really love it. Look at the I autograph. Thought, I thought, I thought when you referenced that we were doing retro <clears throat> stuff tonight, you were going to give like your CompuServe address. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> Prodigy mail. Prodigy, <laughs> Prodigy mail AOL $4 billion. That's yeah, awesome. that's Satan. it. Find me on Saber. <laughs> Sabre. All right. So, and to all of our listeners out there, thank you and much appreciated all your continual email. Please continue to email us at info at retrodisneyworld.com. And if you do have a chance, give us a shout out and a review on iTunes if possible. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll talk to you next month. The topic is yet to be determined, but I'm sure it'll be a good one. So until then, Brian, take us out. Until next time, make it a stretch. On the other hand, make it a super stretch. Betty fruit, fruit, Betty, Betty fruit, fruit. Betty fruit, fruit, Betty, Betty fruit. I simply have to tell you that my friends who are singing are delectable. <laughs> Me 
It's a treat. treat. 